Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gloriously lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. But this other guy just uh, was passing by and he saw the picture outside and he said, I've been seeing this in my dream or something like that. I've seen it in my dream and came upstairs say, what is it about? And somebody had to talk to him about the message that this is what we believe. Well, welcome everyone once again to another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. We're happy to have each and every one of you with us, all our friends around the world whom we love. And today we're going to uh, visit once again a story that we've had on here before, but we haven't talked about in a while. And that is the print library that has been opened up in the country of Angola. And we last reported on this uh, in a podcast on February 4th, 2021, and we titled it Breakthrough in Angola. And it truly was a breakthrough. Uh, There were obstacles that had to be overcome. There was a government that was uh, somewhat controlling and maybe not necessarily favorable to the opening of this print library that would make the message available to thousands of believers and probably hundreds of churches. And there's just miraculous things that surround this story. Uh, We interviewed Brother George Oyatola, how he was transferred by his work to Angola, and uh, that was just a strictly a secular transfer. It was a job that he took, but we found out that there was a work for him to do in that country, and the Lord has blessed it. And a print library has opened up, and now thousands of believers are being served by that. So if you haven't heard the whole story, this is going to be an update on what has happened since then. But you really should go back and research that. It's a, it's an amazing story how the Lord opened up this work in Angola. And Brother Tim Dodd is here once again. Brother Tim, this is an impressive story, isn't it? Yes, Brother Mark, impressive is a good word. We're impressed by the sovereignty and the supernatural blessing of God upon this entire work. And we thank God for helping us to put this forth to enable the bride of Jesus Christ in Angola and, as it turns out, in other countries to receive the message of the hour in Portuguese. I want to say now, as I would on every podcast, you know, this is a partnership, this work. This is not... Uh, Tim Dodd or Brother Ed Biscoll or anybody in singular. They, one plants, another waters, but God gives the increased. It's people from all over the world that are burdened for the mission's work. And Brother George is one of those people, and he has had a burden for mission for many years. And God placed him in Angola just at the right time, and he's just about to leave uh, the country, being transferred with his company again to another country. But we thank God that Brother George has been there to help us and help this project every step of the way, and may God continue to bless it going forward. So let's bring Brother George in without any further 
I do. Welcome, Brother George. We're so glad to have you with us today and glad that we could catch you while you are here in Canada. And so welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Thank you for having me, Brother Team. It's been now almost 12 months since we started the library or the printing operation in Angola. And it's been working extremely successfully. We can only attribute that to the blessing of the Lord. And we're so thankful for the thousands, tens of thousands of books that have already been printed and put into the hands of believers there in Angola. Maybe, Brother George, you can give us a bit of background on the startup and uh, how the print office operates there in Angola. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Brother Tim. Like you said, we started in November 2020, and we're almost one year now. The print station has been in operation since then, and uh, we've been moving uh, in little progress, and today we are more of a stable, in a stable situation. The library actually works by having um, the pastors come in. We make sure pastors fill a registration form to show, to show that they are associated with us and so that we can easily contact them. And when they fill this form, we add them to a WhatsApp group because when we have new titles printed, we broadcast it on the WhatsApp group that we have new titles, ministers can come to collect. They, after filling these forms, we also make sure they, they show their interest to send volunteers to come and work in the library. And because of the way we print, we actually need these volunteers to be able to have books because we print uh, the content of the books using a duplicator, which means uh, it prints one many copies of one page, many copies of the next page, and we need to sort it and collate, staple it, put the covers, trim. So it's, um, it's a lot of work, but um, we have brethren that volunteer to come around from these churches that are registered with us. And that's how we're able to produce the books and the tracts. We also produce tracts from the Seven Church Age uh, message, where we have uh, automatic tracts from the message um, message hub. And that's what we call the tracts. We print books and tracts. That's what we do. So you use a lot of volunteers. Um, how many volunteers do you get on a regular basis? Uh, it depends on the day. Usually on Saturdays, we may get as much as 10 volunteers. But during the week, it's um, not as much, depending. Sometimes we may have a church that is really uh, maybe just registering and they are really interested. And because we say, oh, you have to send volunteers, they may say, okay, for the next one week, we will send uh, four brothers and things like that. So we during the week, we might have four, five, depending on... Because they come from different churches, there are times we might have more brothers and uh, sometimes as low as just two people <laughs> working with uh, the manager of the library. We have Brother Nono, the manager of the library, is always there Monday to Saturdays. Usually at the moment we close early on Saturdays and we are trying to work on that since we see now that uh, Saturdays seem to give us more people. Because, so we are looking at having uh, extended time on Saturday and maybe reduce the time in one of the days of the week. Okay, so the manager works with the volunteers, um, and they they collate the individual pages, and then they 
uh, put the covers to them and, and staple them and trim them and fold them. That's a lot of work, like you say, but uh, maybe for the listener to understand, this is the part that the local people can contribute to receiving the message of the hour. Uh, Bible believers and our everyone that's involved in this project uh, sponsors the uh, paper and the ink and the printers and everything and pays for the office space and all of that. And then the people come together to uh put these books together so that they're able to receive the books. Brother George, how many, um, how many churches are now involved with the, the print library over there in Angola? Uh, at least at the moment, we should have more than 150, 150 churches that have registered with us. We have some churches in the provinces that have not filled our registration forms, but they somehow, we don't know how the message gets just gets our, across and the the manager of the library as well as uh, brother Ipo that also works with us they get calls from provinces maybe somebody is around can you give him some messages so we have some other churches that have not filled our forms that are still uh, working with us which we know when the uh, restrictions are fully lifted they are really it's already working fine now because we can people can travel across Angola now across provinces and we expect that there will be more churches that will join with us. Supplying about 150 churches, that's tremendous. And filling out the forms gives them notices of when new books are available. And also it allows us to, uh, I guess you could say, solicit them for volunteers when we need to put these books together. So that's that's tremendous. There's a, That's a lot of work and a lot of organization, and we're glad that it's going so well. About how many books are you printing? Are they printing right now in Angola? Yes, uh, last month we printed about 7,500 books. Uh, that's August, 7,500 books. In September, it was less because we had a short supply of uh, ink that was not in the country. Uh, but the target is to get to 10,000 books because we, we plan to print four titles of uh, 2,500 copies of four titles. So we are targeting 10,000 um, copies of uh, message books. We have the capacity. The, many times our big printer is sitting waiting for us <laughs> because we print the messages and during the period of collating, the printer is just waiting for us to be ready. So we know we can do more than 10,000 if we have the volunteers, we have the uh, the ink and paper ready, we should be able to do more than 10,000. But for now, 10,000 is the target. That's 10,000 per month. Per month. So far, we have printed about 50,000 books and over 20,000 tracts. So as you said, news is reaching the outlying provinces and the churches in the outlying provinces that also want to receive Portuguese message books. Uh, that's wonderful. And, and as you said, you're not really sure how it goes out, but the message always has a grapevine. And uh, good news is always well received in, in many places. And do you know how many, uh, or do you have any stories of brothers coming in from outlying provinces looking for books? Uh, of course, we have brothers coming from uh, other provinces. There's a province of, um, in Angola that is like, it looks like a different country, Kabinda, it's just uh, uh, part of, I see if it's part of Congo, but there's, it's just a small part out of uh, uh, Angola, but it's part of Angola. We have uh, brethren from that province. 
And uh, not only even in Angola, we have calls from Guinea-Bissau. And a brother was going to Cape Verde the other time, was asking how to get messages across to Cape Verde. These are not even Angola, but because it's Portuguese, it's already going out of Angola that you can get uh, Portuguese books from Angola. Wonderful. That thrills our heart that it's, it's getting out. And, you know, that's just relying on the Lord and the blessing of the Lord to bring it all together. It's almost like when the message first goes out around the world, some of these countries, we don't even know how the message got into the countries. But God took his message and gave it wings and reached the souls that he's desiring to reach. And we want that he would use this library to reach his bride and clothe them with the wedding garment of the word. I should just add for our listeners who are not familiar with Angola, which is located in the south central part of Africa, that the largest or the maybe the center of commercial activity is in the city of Luanda. And it's a very oil rich country. They do a lot of or offshore drilling and that sort of thing. And Luanda is the main center, which is where the library is located. But from there, uh, the books go out to the outlying provinces. And as you just heard, it's now being heard in other Portuguese-speaking countries, and so we say praise God, and may the Lord richly bless all of those that are giving to this project. Uh, we are just so grateful to have a hand in this work. So the people might not have caught that, but uh, uh, just like in America and Canada, there is a supply line issue, and uh, the ink for the printer is in short supply in the country of Angola. Have you? Do you have any updates on that? When more ink will be available? Uh, actually, the the company that sells the ink promised they will have available soon, uh, but we don't have ink at the moment. We are looking at getting from South Africa, uh, but Angola is a bit complicated bringing things into Angola. So uh, it's always it's better for us for things we can get in Angola because we go through a lot of uh, challenge getting things into Angola. So that's one of the basic uh, challenge we have. Even with the with shipping of the covers, it's quite complicated getting it in from, uh, we, we print from China the covers and now shipping is a challenge. We were able to print last month because uh, we had uh, the opportunity to get some covers printed from Nigeria and it was sent through Ethiopia Airlines went to Ethiopia first, then came to Angola. But that was, it was really, it came in handy. And that was why we were able to print some messages in uh, last month. But we are still uh, expecting uh, the ink to be available so that we can continue printing. This is one of the reasons we set this up in Angola is because it is definitely cheaper to print in China. However, right now in the world and it is very difficult to ship things and very expensive because of the shortage of containers. However, also in certain countries like Angola, where they have very strict and heavy controls on what is shipped into the country, uh, it causes great delays and a lot of times great expense because of uh, uh, customs and duty charges and taxes and that sort of thing when the materials come into the country. So, the way that it's working with the library is tremendous. We're so grateful that the Lord has allowed us and blessed us to uh, put the books together in this way and been able to bless so many people 
Over 50,000 books have been printed, and that's just wonderful, not including the 20,000 tracks that have been printed in Portuguese. But now we're also hearing about other testimonies, not just getting the message into the hands of the bride, but recently I heard that there was a Muslim man that was affected by the message or by receiving message books. Uh, maybe you could share with our listeners about that. Yes, uh, we get people that come into the library. Uh, one of the testimonies was somebody that was just passing by, and he came into the library and said, I've seen this picture somewhere. Said, I saw it in my dream. What is it about it? <laughs> so one of the brothers to just talk to him about the message. We give people like that, we give them the message books. We get people from Pentecostal churches that just walk in, say, can I have books? Of course you can have books. And uh, the brothers, Brother Ipo and Brother Nono, they know how to talk to them about what we believe and to direct them. <clears throat> the brother that was uh, a Muslim, he came around after getting a message, I think it was anointed once, and he came around, Brother Nono was able to tell him about the message, what we believe, and that he, in fact, he brought some of his uh, books, said Brother Nono should destroy them. He said, no, you can go ahead and destroy the books. Uh, he, he said he wants to uh, uh, start attending a message church. We, that's part of the advantage of having a list of uh, churches. Brother Nono was able to go through and see a church that is close to him and sent him to the pastor. He called the pastor to say, I'm sending you somebody. And uh, he tried to follow up also. He said, how is this guy doing? The pastor said he's very attentive in church. And that gives us uh, consolation that people can come in and just uh, have opportunity. We, this was just the, just the library standing there. Somebody sees the, the picture. He sees, he says, what is happening here? The other time, somebody from a Methodist, a lady came from the United Methodist, came after getting a message book or maybe a track, came around, we're able to, we give people like that, we give them the messages, we try to, when they, if they are interested, we try to direct them to a church where they can have fellowship. Amen, that's wonderful. Uh, so the Muslim fellow saw the sign with the picture on the sign? Or how did he see the picture that he saw in his dream? Oh no, it was a different person. The Muslim guy, somebody gave him a, uh, a tract. I think it was the book Anointed Ones at the end time. But this other guy just uh, was passing by and he saw the picture outside and he said, I've been seeing this in my dream or something like that. I've seen it in my dream and came upstairs say, what is it about? And somebody had to talk to him about the message that this is what we believe and uh, that's it. Wonderful, wonderful. So the other fellow that saw it in his dream, he was a Christian fellow or he just was just dreaming in general? I don't think I don't think maybe he goes to church or something. He just came in. I've been seeing this picture in my dream and wanted to know why. What is it? What's about it? That's tremendous. We're so thankful that the Muslim gentleman had his eyes open, and I'm sure that will have a great impact. You know, one of the things that uh, I've always seen over the years in the message is that God sovereignly directs His message to those whom He wants to see it. You never know what uh, takes place. I remember a brother in Uganda telling me when he was a boy, he went to the market and saw a fellow wrapping a, uh, some goods in a piece of paper that contained, uh, that was from a tract that was put out by End Time Message Tabernacle in Edmonton, Canada. 
and and over there in Uganda as a young boy, he caught a he asked for the paper and gave the fellow five cents or something for the paper, and that he read that and became converted, and now is an elder pastor in that area over there in western Uganda. So God is sovereign in how He leads His word and directs His word to the hearer, and we're so grateful for that. So you're also saying that uh, Pentecostals, denominational people, have. Uh, access the library. I, I heard a testimony of a, uh, was a pastor of a large church there that was so uh, blessed by the messages he just wanted to continue to receive them. Yes, this was not just uh, uh, a member of a church, he's a pastor of a big church and came around, he said he, he read the message and wanted the messages. Well, as far as we can do, we can provide books for you. Uh, we don't know how God will deal with him, but I mean, if the pastor can come in to ask for the messages, that's we we provide it. Uh, Brother Raipo was telling me of somebody that called him also. He's a, in the police force. He's a policeman. He said, "Can you, uh, he said he read the message and can you get this for my colleagues?" Brother Ipo said, "Yes, of course. Go to the library. You can get books." I w I'm not sure if he was able to make it to the library or maybe just because if he had come to the library and didn't say I'm a policeman, Branono will still give him the messages. So, but uh, Raipo did not store the number, so he couldn't follow up to know if uh, the person was at the library to collect the books. But this was somebody in the police force that just called that, I want my colleagues to read this book. Tremendous. Tremendous. You know, if you can get the whole country to believe, they won't need a police force. And uh, But we know that's not going to happen in this civilization. So we're, we're excited about what God's doing over there. Well, God bless you, Brother George. It's been wonderful to catch up with you for a few minutes here and to get an update on the printing work in Angola. And I know you're heading back there, but you won't be located in Angola anymore. Your, your, country, your company excuse me, has moved you to Nigeria now. And we thank God for your labors in Angola. It's really through your hard work and God blessing your labors, that this library, printing library, has become a great success in the country of Angola. Thank you very much, Brother Tim. I'm happy to be a part of this. God bless you. God bless you too, Brother George, and thank you again for coming in. And I'm sure our listeners will be excited to hear all about what God's doing in Angola. Thank you, Brother Tim and Brother George, for that amazing interview. We really appreciate the update. And I can just see right away that when something starts in a supernatural way, uh, the trail continues. More supernatural testimonies come in. The Lord confirming he started this work, and he is continuing this work by causing new people to be saved and come into the message that uh, wasn't even the intent of this library to begin with as an outreach to the unsaved, but yet it is having that effect. You get a hearty amen from me on that, Brother Mark. We appreciate all that we've seen, and and I, I will say we certainly couldn't do this without uh, the support of the people that are particularly burdened for Angola and all that have given, especially... The church in Arkansas, where Brother Jason Jackson is the pastor, this is built on a work that they began. And so we want to uh, just say God bless you to each and every one that has supported this work. And remember the work in prayer. They are having, as you've heard, supply issues. 
So we want to just pray that God will open that up and they'll be able to get the necessary supplies as the work grows and more and more people receive the printing effort from the library there in the city of Luanda in the country of Angola. God bless you. Thank you for listening. And I trust that this podcast has been a blessing to each and every one of you. Until next time, shalom. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Aho. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next Believers Faith Challenge Report podcast. Mm-hmm.